Well, hello everyone. This is your one and only Queen Dish here. So I am changing it up a little bit. Um, something that I had planned on doing for you all, of course, is to bring on some other queens. Um, I will bring on some other kings, um, but mainly right now I will bring on some other queens for you all. Uh, we're all queening and uh, you all know that I, I absolutely love, I love my queens. My heart is for my queens. And as always, I say, you know, I love my kings too. Um, as God has given me a divine assignment, apparently, uh, to help them as well. Um, but I do know that my queens, we certainly need, we need inspiration. Uh, we need encouragement, positivity. Um, and we certainly need to support each other more. Um, so. It worked out perfectly that I came across some fabulous women that it just came to me. Hmm, you should interview them or see if they were open to um, being interviewed. And the wonderful queen that I have on tonight said yes. So uh, we're very grateful. I am very grateful and thankful that she said yes. Um, you know, for, for my podcast, I'm not looking for Oprah level people, of course, you know, I want to celebrate my everyday queen, our everyday queen, you know, because we're all on this journey together. Um, we're all growing and evolving. You guys know that I always tell you I am just like you. So no need to put me on a pedestal like that. Amidst all my titles, I am just like you. And I'm on the journey. We are all in this together. So this fabulous, wonderful queen that I'm going to um, bring on, her name is Antoinette Sophia, and she's fabulous, of course. Um, so I'm going to give you um, an introduction on her, but of course, I will let her eh, give you a little something about herself, okay? Um, so I'm just going to give you a little bit of information on her, okay? Um, I told you all I'm in the D.C. metro area right now, and... Our wonderful queen, Antoinette, she is a North Carolina native. She's a veteran educator and a new writer. She's eager to publish her first novel and acclimate to her new surroundings here in the DC metro area. So we welcome her to this area um, as a champion for living in her own skin and outside of conventional boxes. She has been featured as a guest on the Brodette Nation podcast and she even runs her own podcast, Divorced Dames, where she and her co-hosts generally explore life after divorce. So I know a lot of you ladies can probably relate to that, okay? But her quips, quotes, and random thoughts can be found on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, it's slay the page and ing. I'm gonna spell it. It's P I. S-H-E-I-S-P-R-E-T-T-Y-N-K. Looks like he, she is pretty and K. But I will, <laughs> I will let her tell you what that is. So um, without further ado, without further ado, please welcome my fellow queens and kings uh, listening. Okay. Please welcome uh, the fabulous Antoinette Sophia. Hey, hey, Queen. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you. Hey, y'all. So glad to be here. Um, so <laughs> my Instagram handle is she is pretty in pink. And I just have she is pretty in between the word pink. 
you know, it's hella complicated. I'm an English major, so I play around with words and stuff like that. But that's what that is. I love it. I, <laughs> I, I thought that, but I was like, well, it doesn't say that. So Yeah, but that's what it says. <laughs> yeah, that's I love it. Wonderful. Yeah, pink's my favorite color. And so um, I have a couple of different usernames and handles in different areas where it has something to do with being inside of pink. Oh, okay. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I... English was my favorite subject. Like I love words too. You know, I'm a poet, so I, I love words. So I totally, totally get it. Yeah. And congratulations on your first novel coming about. Thank when you. when can we look forward to to uh, that coming out? Um, well, honestly, I have been on a journey this year, um, attempting to traditionally publish. So querying agents, checking out publishers. Um, and kind of trying to go that route. I did give myself kind of the deadline of the conclusion of this year being, if I don't get any hits, I don't get any bites by the end of this year, then I would then move on to looking at the self-publishing route. So it's my intention, it's my hope that by the end of 2020, so maybe like fall or winter 2020, um, my novel um, will be out. So I'm really excited about that. You should be. That's that's amazing. I think there's so many women that fear. They fear, you know, getting their inf getting their story out, and I think they sometimes even fear the whole the whole process. And mm -hmm. you know, I know every woman has a story. Every every queen has a story, and there's someone that will be moved or or inspired in some kind of way from hearing your story or you know hearing their story, and so. When, a, when another queen decides to go ahead and, and publish her first novel, I think that's, that's always exciting and definitely worthy of congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think any advice I would give is just as like cliche as it is at this moment um, that you just lean into the nervousness and fear. So, you know, I told myself worst case scenario, someone says no and I've already received several no's right and it hasn't stopped me from continuing to pursue my dream and my intention is just that what I had prepared was not a fit for that person so that's fine maybe it's a fit for the next person and if it's not a fit for the next person then it means that you know I'll journey out on my own and whether or not it becomes some huge major bestseller or if it just becomes one or two people's you know favorites Mm -hmm. um that's you know good enough because at least I try to put myself out there um and so I think that when you're when you're doing something that's just like self-fulfilling a promise like this is a self-fulfilling a promise to myself um that's all that's all the investment that's needed nobody's expecting anyone to sit on top of the world right just to do what makes you feel like you've contributed in a way that's meaningful Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think you could have said that any better because, you know, we, we all have something that we are supposed to give to this world, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it takes a lot of courage to step out. It takes a lot of courage in today's day, especially uh, when the world tries to make us everything but ourselves, right. you know, to, to be authentic, uh, and to go after your goals and dreams. So 
Yes, I, hats off, hats off. Um, what what are some of the, what would you say are some of the um, challenges that, that she sort of faced and, and how did you overcome them? Faced in terms of writing or faced in terms of like in general? We'll start off with writing. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I think that for me, the biggest challenge was that I work full time and that's not going away anytime soon because I got plenty of bills. <laughs> so trying to navigate sitting down and create for me, I, for me and my writing flowing juices, like I have to create the Zen space. And I know that there's lots of writers that give advice that like, you don't have to do anything particular, just put words to a page. But for me, writing is cathartic. And it's a way that I not only express my creativity, but it's really just a way that I center myself. So it's a type of meditation in a lot of ways. So I have to set this like space and I want that space to have no limits on time or very flexible limits on time. And so working full time, that can be very hard. Um, you know, especially I was working um, nine to five in a brick and mortar building for a while. And so, you know, you have to report at a certain time, you get home at a certain time. And by the time I was home, I was way too tired to do anything. Um, so that was a challenge that I just kind of worked around. When I was reporting to an office, I was getting up early and getting myself completely prepared for work and then spending the extra hour I might have between having to leave the house and get to the office to just write. Um, I unfortunately and fortunately was in a position that wasn't very demanding. And so honestly, I was writing at work a lot of times and I used all of my lunch hours. So it's just kind of like I, I used what time I could as a full-time employee um, to also kind of you to take advantage of getting my writing done. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, well, there you have it. Okay. See, so you can, if you really, if you're really serious and you really want it, then you'll basically find the time. Yeah, you'll find a way. And for me, I just, that story was burning in me. Like it was, it was burning to come out. So it was like, <laughs> I could not answer it if I wanted to. No. So I had to find the time because it was just pouring out of me. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> I can understand that, which is good. Because, you know, when you, we, we all have that. So for some ladies listening, it may not be writing. You know, it may not be a story. But you know, right. there's something that's nagging at you. I'm sure there's something that is burning, you know, at your inside of you. And that's probably what you need to do, ladies. Yes, absolutely. It's what you need to do. And instead of running away from it, that's what the world needs. They need you as your authentic self and, and to do what you're supposed to do. You know, so that's that's amazing. Um, so that's, that's as far as, as the writing. Um, you know, as women, of course, I mean, we have a lot we have a lot going on, a lot on our plates, uh, you know, especially, of course, those who are married with children. Right. Um, I'm neither. So <laughs> Me too. I'm neither. So I am speaking from a place where I don't have those. You know, you're right. I, I do have a dog. So that is my child. But um, we all have a lot going on as women. And sometimes, of course, we know that 
we we are conditioned uh, essentially to put ourselves last and on the back burner. And I have, of course, taken a look at um, some of your social media, and I see some similarities, of course, in in what we discussed. So I uh, just want to talk to you and have you kind of mention. Um, what you do for for self-care and, and and how that you know how important that is for you okay yeah um self-care is very important to me it's become more important to me um in this time uh particularly after my divorce really separation after the point that i was no longer with my husband um that once i got to the the point and realizing that if I did not start doing the work to help heal the very, very broken parts of me and, and the parts of me that were broken, not even just because of my marriage, like the brokenness that I had brought into the marriage that just kind of even became more severe as a result of it, that caring for self needed to become a real life priority. Um, and so one aspect of my self-care is going to therapy regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, that was something that, you know, brought itself to the forefront as a necessity and continues to be a necessity, but it is really a way that I do execute self-care because through the course of my work, things come out that I, I've not always been conscious of or you know something that has been looming in my mind or in my spirit or something just around me and that a vibe that i've always felt finally gets a name and and gets some type of recognition and i can kind of work toward that and so i think that that's one way that like concretely i, I help take care of myself in becoming a more healed and whole person um i also do things like go and get my nails done <laughs> very regular that's right yeah <laughs> like, I know that's right honey. I used to look at it like such a frivolous expense and in in relation to the woes of the world yes it's definitely a frivolous expense for me when it comes to my kind of self-care what makes me feel good it makes me feel good to go to the nail salon and when I book my appointments I don't have time constraints or I try not to I want to just go in and enjoy myself um, so that's something that has become as of late, really just a priority because I know how good it makes me feel while I'm there being pampered, how I feel as a woman when I'm, when I'm done and I have these beautiful nails and I have these nice toes and I just feel <laughs> like, you know, I have, right. I've taken the time to say how I look matters to me and I'm going to, you know, make that a priority and not a secondary thing. Um, and I guess some other ways that I do is I try to pay attention to, even with work, I have, I really have the benefit of having a wonderful job. I love my job and I have the flexibility to telecommute almost as needed. So if I feel mentally strained in the office environment, or if I know that I have a particularly busy day where I'd kind of like to have a good amount of meditation in the morning. I can choose to telecommute from work or from home. And so I can work from home and I can really make sure that I'm taking care of kind of centering um, my mind and myself. So those are some ways that, that I self care. And I don't want it to sound like I do these things perfectly. 
<laughs> I never want to fool anybody into thinking that I don't also have days where I talk to myself like I'm trash or right. where like I can't pull myself out of bed because my depression has decided right. today is the day that I'm going to kick your ass because right. that also happens. But those are ways that I try to combat that. And, 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 and then thank you. So, um, I just love that you brought that up because, you know, I, a lot of people, they're just hiding behind masks. And we all know, for example, social media, it's just highlights, you know, and, right. and usually what's going on behind closed doors is completely different, right. you know? So to, to be authentic and to walk in your truth and to say, I have days where depression takes over. I have days I don't want to get out of bed, you know? I have those freaking days who want, I mean, everybody has those days. There's, there's no one that has a perfect life, you know, uh, male or female. So I, I love that you, you touched on that. Um, and I think, you know, ladies or for women and men listening, but you know, especially for the ladies, like it's, it's okay. And I think I wish we would be more honest about that so we could help each other more. I agree. And honestly, I have made the active choice that I don't um, kind of give euphemisms to things like if I'm going to therapy. At one point in time, I was saying, oh, I just have a doctor's appointment. But then I remember someone saying, oh, your doctor sees you on Saturdays. And I was forced to be like, well, yes, because it's my therapist and therapists work around, you know, work <laughs> schedules. And I realized I should just say I have a therapist appointment so that people like, you know, it's not me seeking sympathy, but you know, I have found and, and this actually came to fruition that, you know, my choice to use that language instead gave someone else the freedom to say, you know, I've been considering therapy. Does our insurance cover that? You know, how much mm -hmm. is, and so then I get to get in this conversation with them about, just something as basic as how much does therapy cost simply because they've been thinking about it. And if mm. something blocking them from going is just cost, but they're too embarrassed to ask somebody, but they, they hear me say, I go to a therapist in a way that's very casual, it opens up that door. And so that those experiences just showed me that I need to not put this, like, like you said, a mask or a veil over my mental issues or the fact that I'm working with a professional on those issues um, so that it does give someone else the freedom to either voice that themselves or know that there's at least someone in their periphery that they could talk to about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and, I do, and, I, and I don't want to, of course, uh, go too too deep into um, sort of your past or anything. Um, so what I would just what I would just um, ask then is, what is um, some advice that you would have for a woman who may be in that position? In the position of like so if she's if she's in that space of you know depressed or you know if she's actually and actually I would even speak to um, the fact that you know you got divorced um, because you also have ladies. She has a podcast, the divorce days. So um, if we can just touch on that briefly, uh, cause I'm sure there are some other women that absolutely uh, can, can relate and, and can use your words of wisdom in that area, in that area. 
Yeah, um, I will say that divorce is one of those experiences that until you've experienced it, there's no way to, to describe and help you understand. It is not the same as breaking up with a boyfriend or breaking up, um, I would even venture to say with a fiance. I feel like it's different. Um, now I will say I've not ever broken up with a fiance because I married my last fiance, <laughs> but um, it is it is like a death. And I remember speaking with um, one of my friends who had been divorced and she was sharing with me that her divorce was harder for her than burying her mother. And I, at the time I had been single, I, you know, I had, you know, I had known my ex-husband, but we had not started dating or even kind of entertaining each other in that way. But I remember not being able to comprehend because I'm like, girl, if it ain't working, you know, you got to, you got to let it go. If it ain't working, it's, you know, <laughs> very, very flippant, right? Because it's easy to be flippant. But once I experienced it and I unfortunately experienced my divorce and then a year later experienced the death of my grandmother, who was like a mother to me. Oh I, I, I almost experienced the, the exact same thing that my friend did. And mm. she couldn't have been more right. Mm. My divorce tore me in a different way than losing my grandmother, who was my favorite person, my best friend. Like, it tore me in a very different way. Um, and it's so easy to fall into this trap of shame and embarrassment and this feeling of failure and this feeling of worthlessness and this feeling of fault and and responsibility and and so many heavy heavy blaming type angry type um accusatory type feelings um that it can really tear you up and i'll say that God's grace had brought me to my therapist before my divorce. Um, he was actually my ex-husband and my therapist together, but my ex-husband had decided to no longer continue to go to therapy with me. And so I was going on my own and, you know, I'm a Christian woman and I fully believe that the Lord had set that up because he knew I was going to need something to catch me for what was coming. Um, so as far as advice that I would give, I would absolutely advise any woman or man that is experiencing turmoil in their marriage to seek a mental health professional. Um, I would say immediately, whether that marriage is going to last or not. And, you know, when I initially saw my therapist, the purpose was for my marriage to stay together. The purpose was for us to figure out what was this problem? How could we work through it? But but it became abundantly clear after a while that both of us were not in that space to achieve the same goal. So I was in the space to to help fix my marriage. He was in the space to fix me. And so the the dissolution of our marriage was really going to be unavoidable. But the presence of someone who could help speak objectively and professionally and clearly without emotion to what was happening and the work to be done to help, you know, work toward 
some type of healing is is an invaluable thing to have um in the most uh kind of fundamental way or i guess in something that's the most kind of logistical when it comes to paying for uh mental health most insurances cover it and it's a common misconception that insurance does not cover or that mental health professionals do not take insurance but that is not true so if that's something that you're thinking, if you're thinking, I'd love to see a therapist, but I can't afford it and they don't take insurance, none of that is true. They do take insurance. And while there may be therapists that you cannot afford, there certainly are therapists that you can. And you should search for whoever you can find and and go see them. And, and everybody won't, may not be the right fit immediately. Don't be discouraged if you find somebody who's not the right fit um you can find the person who is the right fit but i can't express enough 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 and if you listen to my podcast we talk about it all the time can't express enough how important and imperative it is to have that person in your life um because i it is a cliche you hear it a lot but i still agree with it a mental health professional to your mental health conditions is just like chemo to cancer you you just gotta it takes a minute it takes a while it doesn't always seem like it's helping but it's getting in there it's it's working out the bad stuff and it's trying to keep it separated from the good stuff and really just kind of obliterate it um know that you are not alone um know that there are people that are going through it have been through it and don't allow anyone around you whether they're family friends or otherwise try to tell you what's wrong with you because there's a problem in your relationship mm. because you're looking at divorce um it's common common in the christian community um when you are divorcing or speak about divorce maybe you're thinking about it and you're confiding in your christian friends to start quoting off scriptures from the Bible, specifically out of Malachi, where it says God hates divorce, um, to guilt you into staying in something that may not be healthy. And like, oh, preach, honey. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> staying Woo! in something that is toxic is not pleasing to God. Mm. God loves you. Yeah, God hate God does hate divorce, but God also hates sin. And we're mm. all sinners and we all carry sin, but he still loves us. Mm -hmm. um so don't let those people either i don't care if it's the pastor at your church like don't let those people try to tell you what you know in your spirit to be right yeah oh honey yes honey you can say that again yeah because i definitely got some of that too and oh I gosh yeah I, I i try to stay away from religion and politics but what i will say is um because i brought this up on a, on a recent podcast and i just said that there are people in the pulpit that unfortunately um, what they teach or, or preach is, is disempowering. Mm -hmm. And I have a problem with that. You know, they, they make it seem like wanting, if you, if you don't want to struggle, that that's a problem. So like there's righteousness in, in being poor and struggling, you know, there's, and then same thing how you're saying, uh, if you think of relationships and then they try to guilt you into thinking, Oh, 
you're not supposed to divorce. And then they, you know, throw the Bible scriptures at you. And so they, I guess it, it's better to just stay in something toxic and unhealthy for you. Right. And, and that's just, I, I don't subscribe to it. Um, that's why I have a lot of issues with, with some churches. I'll say that. Um, I'm, I'm Christian, um, but I'm very much into spirituality. And as long as it's to uplift us and empower us, I'm fine. You know, I just think there's a lot of people in the pulpit that are doing the opposite and, and it's hurting us. It's hurting us more than it's helping us. Yeah, I think it's a hard balance to walk for some spiritual leaders to understand how to navigate the the wobbly road of correction and grace. But ultimately, if we read the word regularly and if we see the example set by the very man that we're asked to follow, it really makes it more clear and more simple. It's just that it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable to think that if we stumble and fall, God will lift us up. Mm-hmm. And, and that it's just as simple as that. And that you don't have to earn his hand. You know, his recognition of your love is all, that's all that's, that's needed. And half the time, sometimes not even that. Just his love for you is all that's needed. But, you know, yet that's not an easy sermon to preach if you have an ulterior agenda Mm -hmm. so i agree and i try to be wary of that because you know i am a woman that is very much a believer but i also am a studier independently of um lessons in church and that's a lesson that was taught to me by my grandmother and will take that with me forever and it's really helped me be very discerning and discriminating in what I'm hearing. And so I know, I feel like I can filter the things that I'm hearing. Like, mm, that's not quite right. I know. It's right. <laughs> you know? Right. Here, but I know what the word actually says. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> You'll feel it in your spirit. Right. <laughs> my gosh (laughs) oh my goodness absolutely (laughs) absolutely uh well so so what's what's next for you i mean we've got we've got a book um to look forward to in in at least by 2020 but what else can we expect from from queen antonette um well i am continuing to do what work i can through my podcast my friend and i are really enjoying it um and so that will continue. And also I'm taking on the new adventure of working to become a full-time house sitter. Mm. Yes, I'm really excited about this. It was an idea that was brought to me by um, one of my coworkers through a conversation we were having. And I just latched onto it. And I was like, what if I could do this? Like, what if I could live in people's homes, take care of their plants and animals, take care of their homes and just live without the burden mm-hmm. of this, like of the financial like stressors that I currently carry. And what would that mm-hmm. be like to live for a year without the stress of worrying about making sure bills like cable and internet and rent and all just like 
those things were taken away and I could just experience life outside of that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I have wanted a pet so badly, but because of my work schedule, I can't have one here in, in my house. But I could take care of others. And like, as a matter of fact, this weekend, I'm going to be pet sitting for a lady here locally. I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about playing with the doggy because I love dogs. But I think that would be such a, a fun adventure to just say that this is what I did. Like I did this for a while and it was, and this is what I got out of it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, well, um, my dog needs a sitter. So that works. Oh, yay. <laughs> I will certainly keep you with mine yes, as much as I travel. <laughs> yes. Keep me in mind. Yes, yes, yes. That was wonderful. I'll have to look into that too. And that's something else. I've never thought about that. Mm-hmm. House sitter. Okay. Yeah, so, so do I'm you gonna... just, um, do you actually get to like live in the house and just take care of it? Yes. So um, I, I um, solicit through two websites. So I use trustedhousesitters.com and I use House Sitters America. So that, because people need to be able to vet the people that are going to be in their homes, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can also vet the people whose homes I would be in. But yeah, I would just be in their homes for whatever period of time they need. So like um, for the one I'm going to this weekend, it's from Friday to Monday. I have another sit scheduled during the holidays from the 30th to the 1st, uh, from December 30th to January 1st. Um, So I'm doing small sits now because obviously I'm working and I am paying rent, but I'm hoping that I get enough credentials as I'm doing these small sits that when it comes closer time for me to renew my lease, that I could say, you know what, I'm just going to go sit a house for a couple months or a few months. (laughs) And there are homes. Yeah. There are people that need their home sat for several months. You know, and that's something that's not easy for everyone. But luckily, I have this wonderful job that allows me to really work from anywhere in the country. Um, so it's a reality that I can take advantage of. Hmm. Well, there you have it. Okay. Yeah. Hey, for the ladies and gentlemen, hey, that's yes, something to, to consider. <laughs> yeah, whatever adventures, man. Like, Absolutely. I'm going to tell you what, that's another thing that I think that comes out of divorce or and I guess I should know that I should also mention this is coming from my experience I don't have children I didn't have children with my ex-husband and we kept finances separate you know we didn't have assets together so it was easy logistically in that sense it was very difficult emotionally mm-hmm. but it did give me this awakening that man I I tried this thing that was supposed to be forever and it went bust and what is in store for me next? And I'm not closing myself off to any experiences. I'm just going to try it all and something might work and something might not work. You know, now, I'm not trying everything. I'm like I'm not going to be <laughs> polyamorous. <laughs> like, not for me. <laughs> Right. But if it, you know, kind of jigs my interest, I might, you know, take advantage, just kind of see what happens. So mm, I love it. I love it. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I haven't been married, but, um, you know, for, for the queens that have um, at least gone to my website and, and hopefully have read through some of the blogs, I talk a lot about relationships and um, 
you know, I, I talk about, of course, the importance of finding yourself. And I think that's certainly what you're sort of attesting to is yes. you kind of get out and then you get to sort of rediscover yourself and try new adventures. And I think that's an absolute plus that every woman, she doesn't need to wait until she gets in that situation. I feel that women should do that before they get married. They need to find themselves before they get amen. married. Amen. 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 <laughs> girl, listen, I would praise dance to that sermon because it is true you absolutely need to go like the journey that i'm taking now man i should have done before i got married mm-hmm. you know i should have just done like period not even with marriage registered as a part of the equation just done so i agree with you yep that's okay this life and we all have our lessons to learn um but that's we're all on the journey, you know. It is they know uh, my tribe knows I always say it's never ever about perfection, it's just about progression. Right. You know, we should be progressing and evolving and yeah, life I mean life should be an adventure, it should be just full of you know, fun and different things and uh you know, the the person that a queen should end up with should absolutely be someone that compliments her, you know. Uh, that's actually good for her, that's actually right for her. Um, I'm very specific in uh, what I've written in the articles that it's not just uh, about being a good man, but that it's it's the right man for her, you know? That's right. Um, and I would say the same thing for, for a man. It's not just any good woman, because there are plenty of good women out here, but you, you need to make sure she's the right woman for you, right. you know? Um, but... We definitely love, love, love having you on. Um, thank you. Um, we certainly appreciate giving you, or you, excuse me, you giving us, <laughs> <laughs> giving us uh, your insight and your wisdom. Uh, nothing but love and, and speaking your truth. Um, I'm sure some of the women listening um, will certainly <laughs> relate with you. And I'm sure some of them will probably consider the house sitter because I know I just want to look at the website. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you invited me here to talk with you tonight. Um, I'm happy to have done it. This has been great. Um, and I and do like whatever sits on your heart as a dream to pursue, man. I just feel like just go for it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We we definitely as queens and and kings too, uh, but especially as queens. Um, it's just so important that we, we just have to be there for each other and, and really uplift each other. You know, there's there's no competition. You know, me winning doesn't take away from you and you winning doesn't take away from me. There's more than enough to go around, you know, more than enough. So thank you. I'm, I am definitely on the path as well. And as I was telling a friend of mine, I said, you know, success is not a straight line. Uh, so in the same challenges and and things going on that you have experienced i'm experiencing them because lord knows there are times and i'm just like forget it (laughs) (laughs) you know i mean it we're human you know we are human and so um just hearing that it just even when you hear another person another woman just you know tell her story and, and walks in her truth and she can say, yes, you know, I've had those moments too. You, f- you feel less like you're the only one, 
you know? Oh, yeah. Listen, the day that we met, I was having a depression day where I actually did not want to leave the house. And all day the day before, I was trying to figure out what I was going to tell our our leader oh about gosh. why I wasn't going to be able to make it oh to brunch. Goodness. Like, I just didn't intend to go. Oh and, like, God. I had tried to go to church earlier that day and things came like things happened where I ended up not being able to and I was like this is a clear sign I need to just stay home and and ride my couch I don't need to go to this brunch with people I don't know and I really genuinely forced myself to be there you know thank you God thank you thank you so I want like those things happen and I recognized that it was my depression and I was like you know what? I'll go to lunch for an hour. It's fine. And then I'll come home and then I'll get my pajamas and I'll stay on the couch the rest of the day. But at least I can say that I left the house once over the weekend and I did one thing. And sometimes it's like that. So yeah. And I'm so glad I did. I am too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ladies. Yeah. Ladies. I mean, and gentlemen, but man, please like do not, do not hold it in and, and, don't think you're the only one because I know sometimes we do. I know I do feel like I'm the only one going through what I'm going through and no, because it's, there's so much beauty and truth and it's just beauty in being transparent and vulnerable. Right. And then you can connect with other women and, and other men, you know, going through the same thing and you guys can help each other. And, you know, you, you, it's like you build a family or a community and, and that's what we need, especially in today's day. Like so many people are suffering in silence. And, and I think it's because, you know, they don't, they're probably afraid and they feel like they're going to be judged and feeling ashamed. And that's what I'm like, no, we're all in this together. We are all in this together. All together. You know? mm-mm, mm-mm. So again, I just, I definitely want to acknowledge you and honor you for, sharing your truth and walking in your truth. Um, you know, I know there's a, like a stigma in therapy and, and therapy, a life coach, a psychologist. I mean, they're there for a reason. We have these professions for a reason. Um, and there's nothing to feel bad or ashamed for, for speaking to one of them. Um, that's a, one of the best ways probably to help yourself is to seek the help that you need. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Seek the help that you need. So, you know, I'm glad that you, you know, didn't frown away from that. And it was like, yes, I'm going to see my therapist, you know, uh, with so many women, I'm sure they, they feel um, probably embarrassed. And, and I just want my queens to know like they shouldn't be. We're all human. Um, and if we would just honor who we are and acknowledge what we're going through and stop trying to put on this show and uh, put on this, you know, wear this mask, you know, it, it would just do so much better. It would do wonders for us if we could just open up and, and share our stories because uh, then we could just help each other more. This world would be a totally different place. That's right. It really would. It really would. So, uh, again, thank you. Thank you uh, for, for sharing your truth, um, walking in your truth, because I'd love to acknowledge that um, you're a queen. And, um, of course, I will have 
um, more queens coming on and I will, yes, have uh, some kings coming on as well. So thank you, Queen Antoinette Sophia. Um, and so just to sort of uh, close us out, I will let you um, give your uh, social media links um, one last time and, you know, tell them, just remind them again how they can um, connect with you. Okay, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Slay the Page or on Instagram at She is Pretty in Pink, and that is spelled P I S H E I S Pretty N K. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we just want to thank you, and uh, from my tribe, you guys already know, um, I will be doing our um, weekly prayer. I'll have it up for you guys for next week, even though it is a holiday. Um, I will still, of course, um, have it done and posted for you all. Um, but I love you. I absolutely love you. And Queen Antoinette, we love you. We want to thank you for coming on to share your story, okay? Love you guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.